Brenda Lane. An Underpinnings podcast is presented by Frederick and Kimberly's Aveda Salon in St. Joseph and Meister Witkowski Photography in Stevensville. Also sponsored by Full Circle Cafe and Espresso Bar in Stevensville. Hey, it's Brenda Lane. Question, who's one of the most passionate wedding photographers in the area, having photographed over 650 weddings and literally written not one, but two books on bridal photography and beauty? Who went from camera assistant at her professional photographer parents' knees as a child to chief photographer and now owner of the business? If you said Amy Witkowski of Meister Witkowski Photography in Stevensville, you're right. And that experience makes her ultra qualified for senior, baby, family, special occasion, corporate, product, and website photos as well. That's why Amy was my choice for my son's newborn pictures 19 years ago and just recently for Underpinnings Marketing. You can trust Amy Witkowski with your photo legacy. I did. Meister Witkowski Photography, Stevensville. Visit MeisterWitkowskiPhoto.com. This is Brenda Lane, an Underpinnings podcast. And today, Rob Cleveland, who is president of Cornerstone Alliance, is with me on the telephone. And uh, of course, our producer is on the line as well, Jackie Beisel, and she'll be getting this uh, ready to go. And Rob, we appreciate your time today very much. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I must not have done too bad of a job well, the last were, time. You were awesome. You're have me back. So, so there's a, a lot has happened in the last few days. Um, you know, this is Monday. Last Friday, there were revisions to the governor's uh, stay-at-home order, and you responded to that very quickly with a communication to local businesses about safe return to work because some of the businesses that thought they might have to wait at least another week are able to return to work um, basically starting on Monday, correct? Yeah, you know, she uh, she did modify the, the the plan. And I think, you know, one of the things we're trying to do is is be proactive. And, and all of us are, whether it's the Chamber of Commerce or Conexus, um, certainly the Community Foundation. I mean, we're all, I think what's interesting, Brenda, is we all know that it's changing so quickly. Everything's changing quickly. It's changing by the day. And um, the only thing we know is, happen. So we have been trying to take some of the best practices and some of the guidance we're at the federal level and the state level and and compiling that information in anticipation of uh, the governor changing her stay-at-home order. And again, she will be doing it more and more. We hope, obviously, we're all hope optimistic that things will get better and uh, and things will open up more. So the key, what I, I guess one of the things we don't know what we don't know, but what we do know is that you have to provide a safe environment for customers and employees. And um, so we are focused on making sure that we are providing the right information uh, that, that these businesses can provide a safe return for their employees and customers. So what are some of the suggestions that you have been making to local businesses as they do return to work to make sure that they're doing it in a safe manner and in a way that communicates that to their customers? Yeah, so so that's a great question. And what we have been able to determine is that the majority of the guidance is going to be the same. 
um, you know, so maintaining safe distances, making sure that you have the, the proper uh, personal protection equipment, um, you know, making sure everything is clean and sanitary. Those are going to be the same regardless of your industry sector, uh, whether you're in a manufacturing environment, serving food or retail environment or an office setting. Um, the majority uh, of the guidance is going to be the same. Okay. So we're also also um, trying to put together some information and stay on top of, of the industry-specific stuff. So uh, to answer your question specifically, you know, that, that's really what we, we are trying to do is to help get the, the information out right now to the businesses that we know the majority of that is the same. And, and a lot of that revolves around the personal per, uh, protection equipment. So um, that's what our guidance was on Friday. Um, we're going to continue to modify that. But thankfully, we've been able to identify a lot of companies here in the community um, that are providing that PPE. So uh, people don't have to look too far outside of our. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that um, because before we actually started the uh, recording this interview, you you were mentioning that how how can people go about finding the PPE that they do need um, for opening reopening their businesses safely and keeping it local. So when we sent the email out Friday, we got an immediate response from a number of additional businesses that said they had access to PPE. And we know that this is the most important thing right now because businesses have to have this PPE to different extents um, in order to go back to work. So the great news about this is that there are now a number of companies providing all different kinds of PPE right here in Berrien County. So you don't have to go to Florida or to China or Illinois or anywhere else uh, in order to get your masks and your hand sanitizer. And, and we have some great companies. We have a ton of great companies, but uh, our automation companies have really uh, been on the cutting edge of manufacturing PPE for first responders and hospitals. And so they have the ability to make face shields at Edgewater Automation and Eagle Technologies. And um, you've got companies like their products in Benton Harbor and competitive edge at Stevensville who have access to masks and all the sanitation um, and hand sanitizer and those kinds of, of products. And, and again, why that's key is rightfully so all of these products went to the first responders and hospitals a month ago and have been uh, ever since. So we're all trying to get access to, to this equipment now. And um, it's great to know that there are Berrien County businesses um, that, that have have this. And and what I would say, too, is we have a very we have a wide array, regardless of your industry. Uh, again, you have some companies doing face masks, face shields. You've got double day furniture that's doing uh, petitions um, or partitions for. Um, you know, grocery stores and, and those kinds of things. So there's a there's a wide array of PPE that's going to be needed. And we have a large number of companies right here in Berrien County who are providing uh, that PPE. And, and Brenda, I'll give you just one last antidote. So yesterday afternoon, I drove down to Journeyman's. I know that um, in order for Cornerstone Alliance to open our offices, we're going to need masks and hand sanitizer. And I went down and bought some some of that for us for our office uh, just to make sure we don't run out. So again, there's there's product available in the community, and you can find all that information on our website, gomichigan.com. There's a COVID nineteen relief page there um, that tells you how to how to access the all the companies that have PPE. Well, actually, you uh, you 
touched on the topic that I was actually going to go to next. I know that there are a couple other things that I want to make sure we cover today, but specifically for your offices at Cornerstone Alliance, you know, how has the, you know, the governor's order and all these changes because of the coronavirus, how has it been affecting you in your, you know, in your day-to-day work at, at your office and how and when do you think that that will change? For you, yeah. For so you uh, that's a great question because we've all been uh, impacted in different ways, right? And, and so I will tell you that from an uh, efficiency standpoint, it has not impacted us at all at Cornerstone Alliance. We've spent um, the, over the last couple of years uh, a lot of money on uh, making sure we had the proper IT, which means not only um, you know security, but also things like this where we're, we're operating on the right softwares and, and platforms. So we've been able to communicate with our teams flawlessly, uh, which has been great. We've been able to um, continue uh, business operations. And so the, the focus of our office has shifted to COVID-19 relief and helping all the small businesses in Berrien County. Um, but I'll tell you, Brenda, I was just yesterday working on a project um, a new business attraction project. There's still traditional economic development projects going on where there are companies who know that they're going to need space when this is over. Um, so we're working on we're working on those kinds of projects. So it hasn't really impacted us uh, other than just not being able to see everybody. Uh, we do have uh, several employees who initially met the essential designation. Um, so there have been a number of people going into the office and uh, myself included. So um, uh, we hope, uh, I hope that sometime in the next week or even two, we are able to um, resume a regular, at least semi-regular schedule um, with at least somebody or a few people in the office at once. Um, But again, the benefit to all the technology is we don't necessarily have to be in the office anymore to meet people one-on-one. We can still talk to people interested in starting small businesses and answer all those questions um, remotely. Do you think that, you know, this time of interruption, uh, I guess you could call it lots of different things. It could be a time of healing. It could be a time of interruption for some people. It's a time of great frustration, but anyway, this, this forced change that we've had, you know, in our business lives, do you think that there will be some further reaching changes or repercussions when things do go back to quote, you know, business as usual, will business as usual become different now that we see the capabilities that we have of doing some things remotely, or maybe even doing everything remotely. Yeah, I think it's certainly going to change. So yes. And, and again, I always try to remain optimistic. So trying to look at the, all the positives that could come out of this. And again, I think it's exposed us to, the idea and, and, and the ability to be able to work effectively and, and, and hold meetings effectively. And, and I, you know, I think at least for me personally, I, I, over the last month have, I prefer now to do video calls over phone calls, right? If you can't be in the same room with somebody, at least have see them on the screen. So I think it's going to dramatically change the way we operate. I think it's going to have a potential, I think it's going to have an impact on real estate um, and by that, I mean, people not necessarily having to have offices. Um, uh, so I, I think that will that will certainly impact things. And I do think that it is going to make our return to normal, which I don't think it'll ever be normal again. Right. When I say return to normal, I mean, 
you know, before this happened, Cornerstone Alliance would have a dozen people in our office. Um, we, you know, we'd show up every day and we go to work and we work from eight to five. And um, I do think that's going to change a little bit. I think you're going to have less people in the office. Uh, and, and maybe there's a split schedule or uh, different teams are going in. I can tell you, we've got a plan to go back to work that involves having making sure that all of our women's business center staff isn't in the office in the same day, um, you know, th things like that. So I think it's going to dramatically change, but I would say, again, trying to look at it optimistically, um, it hasn't all been bad. We, we've been able to still function and I think we'll be able to come out of this and work more efficiently. Well, I, I actually think so too. I mean, my, my personal thoughts are that, um, you know, managers and, business managers and business owners and, and business partnerships, you know, people that are running businesses. I think that this has done one thing and that is to show that there are other ways of doing things. You know, there are different ways of, of doing business. And it, I think that we aren't necessarily going to see, like you just said, the traditional nine to five or eight to five, who made those rules and why do we keep doing it? Just because we keep doing it, but maybe we can actually serve customers better by being more remote and more flexible. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. I also would say, you know, the, though two weeks before the shutdown and it was all happening so quickly, but I had to consistently remind my team every day to take their computers home. Right. I think you, you always anticipate you're going to go to work every day. Right. And if you're sick, you, you know, you miss a day and stay home, but you could always run to the office and get your computer. Well, mm -hmm. I do think this has changed things to the point where, again, maybe, um, maybe if you're not feeling so well, you'd still go to work. I think all that's going to change now. Yeah. And um, by having the technology at home, it's going to be easier to say, Hey, you know what? I just wasn't feeling great, but I'm going to work from home today. Um, for those of us who can. Yeah, I think that the, you know, I think in a lot of cases, the culture in a lot of businesses and companies is a lot more um, encouraging you to work, even if you just don't feel that well. Um, and I, I think that that is one thing that's going to change. I don't think that businesses are still going to have that culture where you feel like you have to be there, even if you don't feel well. In fact, I think that more companies are going to say, hey, if you don't feel well, we'd rather that you not come in. Right. Stay home. Yeah. Well, hey, I wanted to also, while we're on the phone today and while we're preparing, you know, this uh, podcast for publication, I wanted to get an update on what you and I spoke about the last time you were on the podcast. And that's the RAMP program, which is Rent and Mortgage Assistance Program. You had just, yeah, uh, literally you had just released it the last time we talked. And I know from watching social media that that um, progressed very rapidly and you did uh, fulfill your promise of getting answers to people quickly. We did. Yes, it's been wildly successful and it's slowing down a little bit as we anticipated. We think there'll be an, another wave and. Um, but it's been wildly successful and it was a partnership with the Bering Community Foundation and the Southwest Michigan Tourism Council. And um, we combined some dollars and were able to create a program that created zero interest rent uh, and mortgage payments for uh, area small businesses. And so since we last spoke, and um, we've now, and non I'm sorry, and nonprofits, right? 
Yes, yeah. thank you. Yes, the the program. Yes, great point. It's available for for small businesses, uh, for profit and nonprofit, and um, it's been really successful. We've granted over forty zero interest loans, uh, so uh, lo- more rent and mortgage payment program loans to over forty small businesses and the and nonprofits in the county. I think we've given out more than seventy thousand dollars. Um, so again, uh, very successful. And I know last time we talked, Brenda, our point in doing this was to be very specific, uh, and to help people with an identified need, which was obviously a, a rent payment. And we had a number of businesses reach out to us from, uh, a com- very broad cross section of the, the industry sectors, whether it be retail or commercial and, um, restaurants, uh, small businesses and, and hair salons. The, the whole gamut, we were able to help people. So it's been a great program. It's still active, and we uh, we think it'll still be active for a while. Were you able to, in, in communicating with some of those businesses and nonprofits, were you able to also identify maybe other issues that they were having and be able to uh, refer them to other types of resources that they might have been in need of? Yes, we were. That was a, the great thing about the task force we've put together in this program was it, it allows us to identify uh, some of those other needs. And Cornerstone Alliance has a number of other programs available. We have a, a microloan program through the Small Business Administration um, that we have uh, at our disposal. Um, since we last talked, um, the federal government's put out the Paycheck Protection Program. There are emergency disaster loans from the Small Business Administration. So there's a number of programs available. And we've been able to help small businesses uh, with with some of those needs. Here's something that maybe some people listening might be wondering. Do you have to be a member of Cornerstone Alliance to utilize the services that you provide? And if so, uh, how does someone become a member and what does that entail? Yeah, so that's that's a really good question. Shortly before I came here about five years ago, the Chamber of Commerce and and the Alliance um, split organizational structure. So there is no membership in Cornerstone Alliance. You can be a member of the Chamber of Commerce, and they have a number of, of benefits and programs that you're available to. But to answer your question, no, you don't have to be a member or an investor in Cornerstone Alliance to take advantage of the program. So we uh, we. The Alliance primarily helps businesses throughout Berrien County um, because we are a women's business center and through the Small Business Administration, we actually uh, help businesses in Van Buren, Cass and Van Buren on the women's business center side. Um, but no, you don't have to be a member of anything. Go to the website, call our team. Um, if you've got questions about the, these programs, um, we're able to help you. And. I guess my final question surrounds the the senior PGA. I know that Cornerstone certainly was instrumental initially in bringing the senior PGA, you know, to our community, along with other businesses and organizations who were all involved in that and remain involved. I'm sure that it's been a major disappointment for everyone when we're talking about economics, tourism, um, the the wonderful kind of, I, I want to call it free advertising that our community gets. It's not free because I know a lot of communities 
a lot of community businesses and organizations are a either paying a lot or putting a lot of time and effort into it. But it's it's the value probably of, of what we're getting as far as public relations and advertising is is worth well more probably than the money that's being put in. So it's it's a big disappointment in a, in a lot of areas that it had to be canceled this year. Yeah, you said it a lot more eloquently than I do. Um, it's just a huge bummer um, <laughs> that, that it's not. <laughs> it's just uh, you're, you're right. It's disappointing. It's a bummer. It's it's just um, uh, it's a huge event. And I always tell people it is our Super Bowl. And and you're right. The alliance, um, just like many other businesses in the community, we utilize uh, and leverage the senior PGA for for being here. And um, it wouldn't happen without the investment that's made by KitchenAid. But I think we always try to explain to the general public the competition we're in for jobs and investment. And and so all the other communities around the country utilize these types of events to bring people in. And whether it's the Super Bowl or the World Series, the, the co- companies and the, decision, the corporate real estate decision makers are going to these types of events. And that's what we leverage the event for. So to have the KitchenAid Senior PGA Championship in our community is huge. And um, certainly understandable. It was the right decision yeah. uh, to, to postpone it. I totally understand that. Just hugely disappointing, though, for so many of us in the community because – it's our Super Bowl and and uh, brings a lot to your point. It brings a lot of recognition through uh, internationally through the Golf Channel and NBC Sports and uh, very, very disappointing. Um, but it'll be back for 2022 and 2024 for sure. And hopefully long after that. Yeah, I hope so. And I, I do. I'm, I'm curious to see what is going to happen in general, you know, with large gatherings, sporting events and festivals and fairs and I guess we'll just have to see how that goes. But one point that I, I did want to make, and I wanted to give credit to the senior PGA volunteers, who I'm sure, you know, they're all very disappointed that they're going to lose their opportunity to participate in the event this year. Um, they had already purchased their uniforms. They had already put that money in. That's something that they do when they make their commitment to volunteer. And obviously the volunteers were already lined up for the event. And when it came time recently for those uniform dollars to be refunded, it was a decision made apparently by almost all the volunteers. Instead of taking that refund, they basically donated it to the senior PGA for them in turn to donate to um, Spectrum Health Lakeland, which amounted to yeah, it's, it's, it was about a $15,000 donation. Yeah, it certainly speaks to the to the wonderful volunteers we have, and and we have anywhere between fourteen hundred and seventeen hundred volunteers for each one of these events, and um, you know, and it, it's just such a community rallying point, and people love to go out and do it, and you know, it's it, the weather's always nice, and it's always going to be when we we have this tournament. So it was a it was a great gesture by the volunteers. There's a there's a Facebook group that that um, the volunteers are part of. And it's just nice to, to see some of the comments they make and how much they look forward to this every two years. And um, so, so you're exactly right. It, it's, um, it's a great example locally of, of the positive things that have come out um, during this pandemic and, and how people are just really helpful to each other. And, and so it was, it was a really nice, gesture and and again 
everything um, it, it just it just reinforces the great benefits of having the KitchenAid Senior PGA Championship here in Benton Harbor. Rob, is there anything else that you'd like to bring up or point out during our time today? Well, I, again, I really appreciate the opportunity. Uh, if people have questions about loans or SBA programs or how to get personal protection equipment or what companies to contact, contact Cornerstone Alliance. The easiest way to do that is our website, gomichigan.com. The top right corner, there's a COVID-19 relief page. That's where people should go. And uh, you can get our contact information there. And if you have any additional questions, reach out to any one of the team members. All right. And I'm also glad that you clarified that there is no type of membership or investment necessary to be able to utilize the resources of Cornerstone Alliance. Rob Cleveland is the president of Cornerstone Alliance. Thank you. We appreciate your time today very much. And I, along with Rob, I want to encourage everyone to continue to stay home and stay safe. And if you are able and you're in the position to be able to uh, start providing services and business again for the community, I, I know that we'll be all watching for the changes. And I know that you're all going to be making sure that your customers are as safe and served as needed. So thank you in advance for that. This is Brenda Lane with an Underpinnings Podcast. Simply stepping inside Frederick and Kimberly's Aveda Salon will have you falling in love with the proprietary sense of Aveda products for hair, skin, and aromatherapy. Aveda products are environmentally friendly and millions already trust Aveda with their hair and body. However, due to coronavirus closure of non-essential businesses in Michigan, Frederick and Kimberly's Aveda is following that order for everyone's safety. To ensure you can still experience your favorite Aveda products, including Shampure, Cherry Almond, Beautifying, Rosemary Mint, and Stress Fix, visit frederickandkimberleys.com and click on Shop, and the shipping's free. So continue to shop Aveda for hair, body, and skin care at frederickandkimberleys.com. That's Frederick with a C. Brenda Lane, an underpinnings podcast, is presented by Frederick and Kimberly's Aveda Salon in St. Joseph and Meister Witkowski Photography in Stevensville. Also sponsored by Full Circle Cafe and Espresso Bar in Stevensville. To see resources related to this podcast, for sponsorship information, or suggest a topic, visit underpinningsmarketing.com. Follow Underpinnings Marketing on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Brenda Lane, an underpinnings podcast is produced by Jackie Beisel at Underpinnings Marketing. Thank you for listening and share with your friends.